Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Three out of the fire and into the pan or something. I'm slide whistle. <laughs> I am immunization and I'm not wearing pants today. I'm Aaron, fire mage extraordinaire and horde punching bag. And I am wearing pants, but they're pajama pants. So it's kind of the mid ground. Uh, should, should, should I take off my shirt or something? Should I be shirtless for this one? Up I'm to you. Gonna, I'm not doing it. We got a lot of wow shit, surprisingly, out of nowhere, which is great. Yeah, we were like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week? And then I just perused Wowhead for a bit, and there was actually a lot of, uh, like, data mined and, like, discovered cutscenes that we'll talk about for 9.1, so going to be quite a bit of spoiler content this episode, I assume. And when he says discovered, he means, like, I don't know how they got these things. I swear they stole them off of Denuser's laptop because there are voice lines that aren't in there. There are a lot of animations that aren't in there. They all have like a thin red X to be like, no, don't look at it. I love that flimsy little X. Like it just means like, listen, it's not finished. The audio is not in. That's why the flapping of the wings is so aggressive in the Valkyrie. No, right? Like during that one Hell Yeah cutscene, that's like all you can hear. And then like one of the Valkyrie just like straight up isn't voice acted. I assume they're going to throw that in too, but, but we'll, we'll get more to that more later. Um, I fucking, I completely forgot that I pre-ordered the World of Warcraft Folk and Fairy Tales of Azeroth book by Seed the Newser and like a bunch of other people. It's like nine or ten co-authors. And I started to read it before I took my long ass nap today. It's fucking good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of heat thrown its way. Like good heat. And it's interesting. And it's like, the, some of the illustrations are really cool in it too. Uh, what have you read so far, Slide? So I, I just started, I just read the first one before bed because it's like, I said before bed, but literally it was like, like 3 p.m. <laughs> okay, well, before so your this, afternoon <laughs> nap time bed time. This does not take away from the quality of the book. Is it like big? Because I imagine it being like a big picture book. It, it is big. Um, It's not quite a picture book, but it is a big chunky book. So it's supposed to be like one of those old timey, um, like fairy tale books. So it's it's a big chunky book. Like like you could hit somebody with this and it would cause damage if you really wanted to. Yeah, so the concept of it in general is that it is a collection of the folklore and fairy tales that are passed down within all of the different respective races, right? Yeah, and part of it too, which I thought was interesting, what a Steve Denuser move, is like sees like some of these stories are canon, but some of these stories are tall tales passed down from the eons. And I'm like, come on, which ones are which? You got to tell me. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though. Inherently, it's fairy tales. We wouldn't consider like human fairy tales to be true lore, right? Yeah, it's Grimsbo, the garbage, gar the garbage man coming to town. The, the everyone's favorite American folklore. You know, they had to do that in case some author out there was like grimzam the nine foot tall gnome and then like they didn't put out a thing so denuser's like we gotta put a huge gnome in there greg fucked us and now we gotta add him into shadowlands 9.2 christy golden really went for it she goes christy goldine the mythical goddess of azeroth and it's like how'd she get away with that one <laughs> listen it's just a tall tale she or judges the quality of others and finds that Aaron's Twitter presence is not good enough for a BlizzCone ticket. 
<laughs> no, they, like the Ardenweald. See, Blizzcone. She changed it up. But um, so the first one I read, it was about the Earth Mother. The like the you know the Torner was like for the Earth Mother, and I was like, holy shit, is this a tall tailor canon, or is the Earth Mother like a Titan? Like I don't fucking know. What is, is religion besides tall tales, right? Is the Earth okay? So f- for real, for real. Is the Earth Mother just a fun name for the Naru, like the light is? Or do we know if, is this like a real thing that's a, that they attach the name to? So we, I don't think we know, no. And this version feels like a tall tale version that may have some roots in truth. She's like a, almost like an humanoid person. There are, there's an illustration of what the Earth Mother quote unquote looks like. Again, I don't know how true this is, right? Like. Yeah, and she basically looks like this giant humanoid woman. So that's interesting that if that is what is true to Torin mythology, that the Earth Mother would be humanoid. I don't know. That's kind of odd to me. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. like... I'm, I'm looking at her now. She's just sort of like a mossy tree lady who's holding a light. Which, by the way, I got to by going to the WoW wiki. If you just search up Earth Mother, Therizane's big, bulbous, beautiful oh, self yeah. shows up. And I'm like, soon, girl. <laughs> but um, so the, the story is basically just like she was on Azeroth one before Azeroth had like day or night, basically. Or no, it was all night. And so that she just kind of walked around and she like made the mountains and she made the rivers and the valleys. And and it honestly sounded very Titan-esque because the Titans go to planets and they they make the planets how they want them to be and they create life and she's creating life so the sounds it sounds like it could just be like a story about anr and but like different you know i mean like interpreted as like Mm -hmm. a different creature that's what i was exactly gonna say i was like when i when i saw this and i heard you telling me about it i haven't read it yet which i need to do still but it it sounded kind of to me like maybe this was the torin interpretation of anr it also seems like they're adopting different elements because I'm looking on the wiki here and it says that her eyes are the sun and the moon. And we already know the moon is a different celestial being that's a loon. So yeah, it's like it's their explanation for multiple people. Maybe like the creation aspect was A&R, but the overseeing aspect is how they explain a loon. Yeah, we kind of knew this already, though. I feel like it had already been established that the... The, the right and left eyes of the Earth Mother, according to the Torin, were Musha and Anche, I think. Is that how you pronounce them? I don't... They're, like, basically the sun and the moon. Yeah. And that that's what I was going to say. Like, that's where it's... I, the surf is, like, a mix. Because, like, she makes the sun and the moon. And they're, like, warriors. Her warrior children that are, like, play fighting. But then, like, she's afraid of the old god of corruption. Which, again, Titan feels like a very Titan thing. And to save them from Titans, she's like, I, she's like, I gotta go to sleep, guys. I'm so fucking tired. But if I go to sleep, the old gods are gonna corrupt shit. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my two kids and I'm gonna stick them in my eyeballs. That way I can watch them forever. And I will sleep with one eye open to watch Anshi. And then I'll close my eye and then open the other one to watch Musha. And I'm like, okay, this is getting fucking weird. This is like tall tale, like esque. <laughs> So my question is, which one of these eyes, or maybe both, maybe they alternate, which one of these eyes is keeping an eye out for Selena? Shut up. <laughs> okay, it's this probably is not, Anchi. It probably is. This is neither here nor there. <laughs> Apparently, the wild hammer dwarves also worship the Earth Mother, but I've never heard them ever talk about it. 
to be fair, I can't tell you much of what the Wild Hammer Clan has said. Yeah, other than, I only know, I, love my I only know two of them. There's Falstead, and then there's like not Falstead who stood in while Falstead was red shirt guide. I was gonna say like, um, and then is is the other one the one that's just like on the really old load screen? Honestly, that exactly. might be Falstead. That's probably him. <laughs> I just see a wild hammer dwarf that's a man. And I said that's Falstead, right? Like it could be like a black guy with like a completely different haircut, and I'm like, that's him, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it basically just ends with her realizing because then the then the Torin come into play and they're created. They just spring up and. She's like, I love them, and then she, but then they get corrupted. She's like, Oh God, everything can be corrupted. So she's like, Here's what I'll do, and she pulls Achi and Musha out of her fucking eyes. And it's like, I'm blind, and then I'm like, What the fuck is going on? And now she can't see her kids, and now she's fucking sad. And to save the world from corruption, she like goes and stands out in the middle of a field and becomes a giant tree. I question mark, and she gives her life. To like sand guard over everything, and that was very unclear. And I'm like, I wonder if this like exists somewhere out in the world. Like, you can go see. So, is she also a world tree then? It's maybe. Like I said, like I don't know if the Torin have like some big tree that they worship, but that'd be ironic if they did. And then we didn't burn that down, right? Like, so so far, I I love it. It's a really it's really cool and like like it's a really good concept for a book. And there's so many different races that are in this uh in this folklore thing. There's even like a fucking Volpira page. There's Volpira. The goblins have their own little fairy tale. Like what the fuck do the goblins pass down? Like I that one I think I'm gonna see. I thought next. they had no culture other than like money. It's like they were they they existed, they found rocks, and then they were like, We got smart. Maybe the boogeyman is like the tax man. It's like, oh, he's coming to take our gold away. It's that one wrestler that's basically uh, the Repo Man or whatever. <laughs> their 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 folklore is just libertarian. They're just libertarians talking about taxes. <laughs> Joseph Biden's coming for our monies. I don't get that. why I don't get why Gallywicks needs my gold. He's got all the gold and coppers. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend. I mean, the quality is amazing in this book, and it even has one of those really fun page markers but you know you know how like the old timey mythological books had like that big that brown piece of fabric that you can drag down in the middle of your book it has one of those and it really fucking completes the look of this book yeah maybe we could do like a, a weekly mini dnr book club where we discuss one of the stories every week i mean honestly oh, fuck. Ooh, i'd be down a, let's fucking do it i'm not even kidding like this because like Dude, okay, my so... interpretation is so different than what you guys might have uh, from, from the story you know does this book exist like in the world, can I go to a bookstore or do I have to order it from blizzard.com? I, it has to be in a bookstore. There, there's no way it's not in a bookstore. I mean, I would be down. That sounds very fun. I, I mean, just, I, I got mine from Amazon. Just order from Amazon or, or go support your local bookstore and look, see if it's there. Probably that's actually probably the better option, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stand the Bezos. No. And while you're there, I want you to go to your nearest clerk who has the input of the store and tell them that you demand a novelization of Clock Stoppers because we need to have a Clockstoppers book one. club. No, but I want like a new one. I want a 2021 <laughs> updated version. That you know that's fucking me up. Is that my familial home? I don't think we would have gotten rid of it. There is a novelization of 2003's Clock Stoppers. And I feel like I am going home soon. I need to be like, Mom, Dad, just leave me be. I have to do my my archival work downstairs. 
So this is really funny that you mentioned this because I swear I also own this book. I can see the cover of it in my head and I don't know why. Did I get this at a Scholastic Book Fair or something? Does that make sense? Is the cover just like a white and greenish background with them standing in front of a portal? It was, if I remember correctly, it was like a greenish and orangish and it was girl and main clock stopper man were like, whoa. And there was like sort of like a Salvador Dali clock fading in the background. I'm sorry. I can buy this right now. And I am. I'm adding it to my cart, my dude. Like, (laughs) I'm buying it. It's on Amazon. Whoa, that's two in a row. Slides over here, kissing the boots of Jeffrey Beesbos. There's no way that your local bookstore is going to have the 2002 edition. There's no way. I'm calling up the Beverly Hills Books a Million right now. I'm going to get it in my cart. (laughs) I know Cynthia. I know she still works there. She's going to (laughs) put it on hold for me. I legit did just buy it, though. Like, I'm not kidding. It's coming. Maybe we can have a Clotsoppers book club uh, at the end of the episode after the credits. <laughs> well, speaking of putting things on hold, did you guys see that they basically announced, they being Blizzard, announced that we are not having a physical BlizzCon in this calendar year or next, possibly? There's, they basically said that we're getting another BlizzCon line type deal early 2022. And it will have some maybe small gatherings across the world. That's interesting. I mean, I guess I want to plan ahead. I didn't realize it was going to be 2022 like last time, like at the beginning of the year. I think they will do a BlizzCon at the end of the year, though. At the end of 2022? Yes. I am also, I'm selfishly relieved because, I mean, now that music festivals are coming up again, I have been buying tickets to those. And I can save money from not going to BlizzCon physically this year. And to be fair, this wasn't going to be your big announcements, right? They kind of already said that, like, they're pushing off this stuff. Yeah, and overall, it's just a good idea that it, it's just safest for everyone right now because, you know, I mean, who knows? Things will probably be better by the end of the year, maybe, hopefully. But I still feel like it's better to be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, things will definitely, definitely be better by then. But from Blizzard's standpoint, I bet they don't have a lot to announce in the first place. Because we already discussed this, right? How I think that they're going to push back Shadowlands development. Have I, have I said this yet on the podcast? No, but it would make sense considering a lot of the bigger things that are also on the horizon. So, like, we know, obviously, WoW is on a, two, like, what, a two-year cycle. You get two years of an expansion, and then you get the new one. What if Shadowlands is going to be a three-year cycle? Because COVID has fucked up so much of how they work. As we all know, we're all sitting here waiting for 9.1, right? I'm not going to lie to you. We're all waiting for it. So we're starting for content. And I could see them extending to an extra year of Shadowlands to just give more content that they wanted to give in the first place and give them more time to work on the next expansion, you know, which would be the Sands of Time about, you know, the, the Infinite Dragon flight coming back. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I could see this as well. I mean, because basically they pushed back the start of the expansion and it's been slow feeling. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining. It's definitely all understandable. So I could see this happening. I think you might be on to something here. But either way, I don't think we're going to get another big announcement until end of 2022, whatever that BlizzCon will be. Yeah, th- this is really just a like, things are still going. Like, we'll, we'll show... Close to completion Diablo stuff will show 60, 70% of the way Overwatch 2 stuff, but like nothing is dropping that day. 
Except for a new StarCraft II hero. Mm. Octurus Ming, he's coming back. Ooh, I actually, I do love Octurus. Um, did you hear about Overwatch changes? Yes, I heard about one Overwatch change, and then I shut it down, and I said, I'm never playing this game ever again. I'm not sure how I feel. I mean, I think it'll be fine. Everybody said, so like, people who weren't us said the same thing. They're moving, they're cutting a tank out of Overwatch. I know this is unrelated completely, but I just think it's wild that they're going to completely change the team comp of Overwatch this late into its life, which I think is a good thing, right? They're looking at, like, balancing, they're looking at stuff, but if it sucks, then it's a bad thing, right? <laughs> also, like, in general, RIP tank mains, and, like, what does this mean for tanks. off tanks? Yeah, yeah like... What is Roadhog going to do? Just shoot him. No one's going to be like, yeah, Roadhog, he's the guy who's going to carry us to victory. He was essentially just a big DPS. What if they just move Roadhog into DPS and take out like they 100 of his health? They, you know, they, they, they make him weaker at tanking, obviously. And <laughs> hey, then everyone, he's good. Welcome, welcome to the Overwatch uh, pocket. Yes, they should move him. They should move Hammond, if it even exists. To no, exactly. DPS and like, Diva? Like, they could just tweak, like, I think Sigma. Oh, he's kind of, he has some shields. They can tweak a good chunk of their tanks to just make them less tankier, give them different abilities, and put them in a DPS category. And then we're good. We're fine. You know? And people did the same thing when they were like, you can no longer stack. The team's a six Tolbjors. Yeah, you you can't be seven Bastions. I, I'm old enough to remember that day being like, this is the day the game died. And then when Roll Q came in, everyone said, this is going to kill the game. Man. It's bad. And it was actually better. So, you know what I mean? I I think this change might be good. We don't know what they're going to do completely, but it, it threw me for a fucking loop. Yeah, no, same here as like the... As the O-Pockets resident Overwatch expert. Yeah, I feel like we're naming this the O-Pocket now. <laughs> Welcome to the O-Zone. Uh, <laughs> the O-Zone. Yeah, um, I don't know. The, the game will, will live on. Like, if fucking TF2 still has, like, a player base, like, 20 years later, like, Overwatch will be fine. That's my opinion. Well, if they're following so TF2's example, we just gotta get some, like, hentai sprays in the game. Some some racism. We just we just need a, a a custom spray system that lets me just absolutely prove that I need to go touch some grass. The custom sprays are dead, Aaron. They killed them. They're dead. It's so Why unfortunate. Why are people the, hats? Who's who's best, playing two the, fort with hats anymore? The best part of the game. My favorite thing as engineer. Like now we're in TF two talk. I, as engineer, I had a, a, a level two sentry spray, and if you sprayed it on a wall and the enemy saw it from far away, they legitimately thought it was a real sentry, and they would shoot at it, and it was so good, and they killed that, like, kind of recently. Stupid, 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 stupid. Anyways, our, our spirits are flying back into our bodies through Team Fortress, through Overwatch. <gasps> We're back in the corpse that is World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Hey, it's not a corpse. It, it, I'm still enjoying it, but... It's a corpse husband. <sighs> Ooh, deep voice. I guess we can talk a little bit about Raid, since we're probably going to be done with heroic raiding with the guild soon. <laughs> yeah, Dorno. I feel so <laughs> bad. Listen to this one. Uh, t- t- we're going to have to figure some stuff out. Yeah, I feel so bad, Adorno. So I was literally talking with him, like, the morning of this 
just like guild decision i was like yeah like you can come and join us for raid he just got his his monk to max level and was like yeah I'd, he'd be he'd be interested in raiding i was like yeah, like we literally carry like undergeared alts like through heroic all the time we're just doing whatever we want in heroic right now like i was like yeah just like message lynn and join us sometime and then literally later that day as a as a guild everyone's like yeah we're, we're kind of done with raiding uh nathria this expansion because <laughs> not only did we beat it and then we beat it on heroic and then we beat it on heroic with alts last night we beat it on heroic with some people's third or fourth alts all in one night yeah i mean i that was definitely the first time we did that so i guess i see what people mean anyways now we're going to be doing various other things maybe some achievement runs i don't know Honestly, the various other things to me is just like, I'm not logging on for raid. I'm going to go do other stuff because I don't care about a lot. Of, we have all most of that stuff. Like we have a lot. Most we have. We have so many of the recent uh, guild meta achievements. And and we did some of the other ones during BFA when we had a lull to begin with. So it's like, what do we have left to do? Like classic shit, like Burning Crusade raid shit. Like the only thing I'm missing of recent achievement runs is Nihilotha. And it's just a worm. I don't want that worm. How'd you miss that one? I missed one night because I was like, they're not going to do anything important. And then you guys did that. And then the other night we did achievements. But I was like, are we going to go back and do the first stuff? And we didn't. Which is so weird because we always go back and do the stuff now. Like, I think we went back and did the fucking stuff for Shadowlands, right? Also, yeah. is it weird that, like, I would have almost preferred us just doing heroic weekly, like... At least a little longer. I have another alt or two I could, like, gear up from that. I think that's the thing. Like, I also was a little surprised that we were stopping. But some people in the guild, they just don't do alts. Some people in the guild are, are just, like, you know, one and done. Which is absolutely wild to me. Because there are, there are people who have been playing since, like, Wrath. And they're like, nope, I just play on DiGiorno. DiGiorno's my one character. And I was like, What? How have you been playing for a decade and all you have is DiGiorno? I want the name DiGiorno so bad now. There's no way it's available on Prodmore, right? Wait, so you're telling me that, like, they spend all this time on DiGiorno and, like, you know, that's not delivery? Come on, yeah, it's DiGiorno. Yeah, DiGiorno will never deliver for them. However, Red Baron... <laughs> But yeah, because I, I also was a little sad to hear this because I'm like, I want to get Alan up there. I want to get my mage up there. You know, I just want to get people geared. And I, I literally was looking at Randleman earlier today and was like, it's your time, big boy. You're going to get some stuff and we're going to bring you up. And apparently not. I mean, we're just, you know, we're hitting that spot. And, and we're even having this with um, Mythic Grading. Like, Dogs with Jobs is basically done like i'm calling it now heavy i'm i'm predicting the future it's i mean like i and i get it like burnout is majorly a thing and us three some way we don't get burned out i don't know what the fuck we do we're like either we're really gross or we have some kind of bad superpower like (laughs) our superpower is being really gross and not getting burned out in world of warcraft (laughs) just being fools and just being like what's my 17th alt doing (laughs) <laughs> but so like I'm pretty sure I'm like 95% sure that we are that dogs with jobs is finished with the grading because they're half of them are really into burning classic which is fair and the other half of them not I would like to say half but some of them are just like 
disappeared and they're just like we're done and i'm like i get it there are other there are a lot of games to play I'm like damn where'd you go where'd they go <laughs> where'd they go and so like last week they were like listen guys if people show up we can do it and i'm sitting here like people aren't gonna show up i can tell you right now we haven't showed up for the past couple of weeks <laughs> If you put an at everyone in the Discord, like, that's going to drive people away even more. They're like, I'm not doing this shit. I'm out of here. So we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, there's always with the groups. I actually I actually did find another group the other week that we may be able to raid with. It's funny. They actually, I posted, I said, hey, if you need a feral druid and a, and a holy priest, we're fat, we're geared, we know, we know what we're doing. And then when we were raiding Heroic, they posted at 9 p.m. while we were raiding. Anybody want to do heroic raiding? Need a DPS and a healer. And I was like, I see what you guys are doing. You guys are trying to, they're like, not saying us too, but they're like, come on, we need help. Maybe that they meant me on Growlina and Wigglestein. <laughs> Multiboxing. You, know, you know, Wigglestein, he's pulling a lot of numbers recently. When's the last time you played on Wigglestein? Oh, shit, like two? months ago maybe two and a half three what are these numbers he's pulling uh well i didn't say they were high they're like 11 12 oh okay so they're just numbers (laughs) (laughs) they are numerical digits i hate you (laughs) what an eye level 100 guy who's literally the worst healer spec (laughs) he's he's gunning for you okay the journal is taken unfortunately not surprised well, speaking of numerical values, another thing that we've uh, been clued in on this week is changes to how Keystone Master will be obtained in 9.1. And I'm just going to flat out say it. I don't like it. So Keystone Master, is that the 10 or the 15 one? That is the 15's one that gets you your mount. So first off, first thing I don't like I guess the mount that you get in season two in the next patch is just a recolor of the elemental. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a mount still, but like, okay. I, okay. So I I don't remember how Keystone Master worked in previous expansions. BFA. Was it a recolor? What did it exist? It did exist, I think, but I don't remember. I, I literally did not ever clear anything above like a 13 before this expansion. So. I didn't well, know that it changed. You talked about seasons. I was like, oh, no. Yo, I mean, I Aaron. guess I guess I got to <laughs> get this done then. I didn't know that there were seasons to Mythic Pluses. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's like a, a season is a raid tier, basically, more or less. Mm-hmm. It's the same with PvP as well. And OK, so, you know, previous to this, if you got. Uh, if you cleared a 15 in time on any of the dungeons, that's good enough. But in 9.1, they're also introducing a built-in, like, WoW Raider IO type deal so that you get, like, a, a score for clearing certain levels of dungeons, right? They also said at some point that they're going to, you know, measure things differently about, like, clearing things as, like, fortified or tyrannical. Which, at first when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, basically now, people only try to push really high things on the not tyrannical weeks because you know those fat those fat bosses are are rough to push keys on but i guess just today or yesterday like basically they um announced that in order to get keystone master in 9.1 in this next season that's coming up you need to get 2000 points accumulated like towards this and 
basically what it breaks down to is you need to get 15s on every dungeon on tyrannical and fortified because they're scored differently and separately and you need to get like basically 15s in like basically eight dungeons if you look at it that way like tyrannical the other side and fortified the other side and then all the way down for all of them i mean okay so this is this is coming from a guy who has a plague fall zero um (laughs) i like that because then you have to bring your a game all the time instead of being like well i want to do some mythics this week too bad everyone's out to lunch i mean how do you feel I know I'm not gonna lie, guys. I fucking hate it. I mean, they they need to change something about the way that these work or something. But like, if people are already upset about having to like push on or do keys on these weeks that are uh, tyrannical, now you're gonna tell them that they need to do like all of the dungeons on tyrannical for sure. Like, people are gonna be mad about this. And like, in general, like it was hard enough for me to get eight dungeons cleared on a combination of these two, you know? Uh, yeah, the time investment to do both the all of these dungeons on both versions is a humongous time investment. And and I see what they're going for because they, they want people to not skip tyrannical weeks, which, I mean, I fucking skip tyrannical weeks, but I really... I'm t- I was trying to find a solution for it that wasn't this, and I don't know what they do. Do they make it half and half? You have to do half and tyrannical, half and fortified. But then obviously everybody would do sanguine depths on fortified, and everyone would do you know uh, the, the other side on fortified, and they do the easy ones on tyrannical. It's a really hard mixed bag, and I think they need to lean into the point system more and figure out a system there. So it's funny that you say that because you kind of can cheese it a little bit. So like 16s are worth more than 15s in their scoring system. So you could technically do a 16 Sangi fortified and then a 14 Sangi tyrannical and that evens out. I mean, I guess a 14 tyrannical is easier. And like we did a 16. Well, oh, we, we did tyrannical 16, but we are hella geared by this point because we're at the like the end of a patch. Um, I really don't know. It's it's going to make those tyrannical weeks terrible because people will be leaving immediately because they want their 15 tyrannicals done. I I I I don't know. It's just, I think this version though is garbage. The system is shit. It's going to take you so long to get these done and if you have a dedicated guild group, you're good. But our guild has stopped running keys altogether or they only run keys with themselves with their the certain group of people. You know what I mean? So it's difficult. I will say this week in general, our guild ran more keys than I feel like we've run since the first few weeks. So that was kind of nice, actually. No, everybody wanted to run keys. And, and and me, you, Pablo, Myth, and Misa, we crushed that 16 um, House of Atonement, which is the easiest dungeon. But it was on a tyrannical week. Yeah. I mean, and I guess while we are talking about Mythic Plus, I will also say that another thing that we're kind of learning, I don't know if we've talked about this at all on this pod, but... I guess, you know, Prideful's going away in 9.1 because, you know, we're getting a new seasonal affix and it's going to be, it's like Sanctum of Domination themed. And they're basically saying that it's going to be Anima Power themed. They don't know everything about what it is, but basically you're going to be able to have some kind of Anima Powers during the dungeon. I did find out the stuff about the mounts. We've actually only had one previous season 
Keystone Masters BFA seasons one through three were no mount, just an achievement. And season four was one of those fucking stupid worms as their achievement. Which I don't know how he forgot this, but like, you know, that's an eon ago up. It was like Also, okay. That is hilarious to me. I don't know why more people don't talk about this, but like, you know, it's a meme that like the lions get all their horses. But like, what the fuck about all these fucking worms? Can we talk about them for a second? Worms were hot. People really thought they wanted them. I don't think they did, though. I think even then we were like, why? Why are there so many worms? I remember people, and maybe it's just because it was like a secret hidden one. People were busting ass for the BFA worm where you had to like go and do a bunch of wild stuff. And then I guess, and maybe that's just because it was the first one. And people were like, what a neat worm. And then all of a sudden we got seven more worms and it was like, no. Put these worms away. But so the anima power affix for 9.1, I can't even think how that's going to work. Like, what do you like collect anima or like, what do you like, what do you do? I don't think we really know yet. I think like there are certain ones you can unlock during the run, probably. Hmm. I've also been sitting on this for a while and it's not WoW related, but this update came out literally a couple hours ago. About three hours ago, we have a DiGiorno update. <laughs> oh, oh boy. no. What is this? DiGiorno is making new pizza donuts called DiGiornuts. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm sorry, but this kind of feels like it's verging on Mabim Bam Munch Squad levels. Here. But I am beating them to the punch because this literally came out 5.40 p.m., like and it's eight, so like it's literally two and like some change, two and two two hours and some change. But also, a pizza donut is something I've never even considered in my lifetime. I don't think I'm that opposed to it, but it depends on how I sweet mean, the donut is, right? Yeah, it's just pizza bagel with a different. Oh like, my god, chair that you're it sits right. On, right. It's a it's an adult pizza bagel. I okay. At first, when I heard this, I was disgusted because I just thought I envisioned it as being like a sweet, yeah, donut like a cake soft, part. crispy cream donut with yeah, but then with cheese on, on top. <laughs> no, wait, I'm back to being disgusted because I just realized it's DiGiorno. So I had to go to the frozen food section and and heat up a do- a pizza donut in my uh, in my oven. Yeah, I I am baffled by this decision now. What if the tagline was, it's not Dunkin' Donuts, it's DiGiorno. Woo! As if hey. Dunkin' Donuts is like the peak of donuts or something. <laughs> Be, thank God it's not Krispy Kreme, it's DiGiorno. I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna go snack on a couple Krispy Kreme pizza donuts. Growl, take it away while I also go pee. Well, hey, howdy, hey there, DN Army. Growlina's back on the scene with my new associate, Dizer. Dyes, with TBC Classic on the horizon, it's time we reflect on a true hero of TBC lore, the Big Green Fellburger from BlizzCon Line. What are your thoughts on the Big Fellburger? LOL, I guess it was cool. It was neat to hear about Burning Crusade during it. 
No, 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 no. Not the segment dies. The burger itself. Would you eat it? Of course. What if it had actual fell magic seeping out of it? Like, in the patty? In the burger. In the bun. In the special sauce. This thing is chock-a-block full of the green stuff. Hmm. Probably, yeah. It sounds like it'd be interesting. Certainly not the worst thing I've ever consumed. And ain't that the truth, folks? Well, I'm gonna go fall asleep to the sounds of the Fell Reaver over a cooking tutorial. Will I do that? Enjoy the rest of the episode. Boy, oh boy, that was a good bowel movement. But we're back to the program. Adorno, if you're still here, I meant to say this during the raid section. So I don't know how we're going to be doing raiding, but if you want, we can probably, not probably, we definitely could carry through some mythics. It's smaller content. We have more, most of a team playing for this. We could get you some mythic keys, buddy. Yeah, trick. God. I mean, you can heal literally I, I anything. I would be very much down. Like, yeah, this is, this is also beneficial for Aaron, who needs a plus one plague fall. So yeah, if we do, if we do literally any plague fall, we're advancing my career now. I mean, we can also get you like Keystone Conqueror up to at least Keystone Conqueror, and probably honestly, nine foot one is going to take forever. We could probably get you Keystone Master. We just get overgeared <laughs> and crush it. I mean, you too, Slide. Yeah, I mean, but I know I can get it. I just don't want to do the fucking energy and trying to find pug groups because my guild doesn't want to fucking do keys with me. Immune. Uh, you got one out of the way this week. Yeah, I did. On my own. <laughs> I want to talk yeah, about okay. bougie shit we saw on the interweb. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And by that, we're talking spoilers, baby. 9.1 spoilers. Get out of here. Fuck yeah. On, go on, get. Keep on digging. When I was in the middle of saying that, I was thinking of, have you guys seen the one um, TikToks of that guy who's just always drinking White Claws and then he's always talking about what he's eating and then just saying, fuck yeah, and what day of the week it is? I fuck can't yeah, say it's Monday. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, shrimp scampi. Fuck yeah, it's Monday. Fuck yeah, White Claw. That, that guy? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, besides the point, we got several cutscenes this week. We referenced them earlier in the podcast a little bit, but yeah, they're pretty like story driven about like how, what we're going to see in nine point one. And I know Slide is excited about this, but one of the first ones that we got, I think this is probably going to be given to us at the beginning of nine point one. It is another Jedi Council style cutscene in game cutscene that is okay. So I, <laughs> I'll say once again, I woke up from my nap coma, and it means like watch these cutscenes before the podcast. And I'm like, okay. And I'm half asleep watching this fucking cutscene, and I, I pause it and I turn to him and I said, but what about the Wookies? <laughs> like, what, like, <laughs> what about the Wookies though? They all died in our Christmas special episode. Four? No, only one died, and it was Lumpy. The rest of the Wookiees are live on Kashyyyk, or if you're a true fan, Kazook. These cutscenes are very interesting. All three of them, honestly. So are we starting with the, the, the Jedi Council one? Um, yes, which, by the way, they made Renathal and uh, Draka. I feel like, unless there's camera angles, 
a similar size to the Winter Queen and the Archon, which gets a boo kazoo from me because I used to love how teeny tiny Renathal's little person was. Listen, as we previously stated, these are all subject to change. You saw the big X. I hope that they give us little <laughs> tiny baby Renathal back. They're going to take him like it's Microsoft Word, and they're going to go... I should clarify, when we say Jedi Council cutscene, it's the four leader, quote-unquote leaders of their covenants um, being in one room with the Arbiter, and they're being projected... Through. So it's like a blue hologram of them, in case you're not a big Star Wars head like <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, um, one thing that was interesting in this cutscene to me was that it was basically they were discussing the jailer about they. This, this was I think this is the first time that they that we've seen anything where they're addressing the fact that the Archon was fucking stabbed by Anduin and she's hurting, like she so she is alive. They asked if she was okay, and she's basically just like, uh, this little thing, it's whatever. I'll I'll heal, but, you know, I lost my sigil, baby. The Which hole I love. in my chest is nothing compared to the hole in my sigil keep, which is empty. I love that, because straight up, she looked like she fucking died. She looked deceased as fuck, and she's like, oh, it's nothing. I'm like, bitch, I saw your eyes from the back of your head. Like, you were dead on sight. I, I mean, she you can tell she's struggling, though. In her hologram, she's, like, hunched over and, like, holding her side. And I'm like, girl, we've all been in these Zoom meetings for work. We all know that we can be pantsless like I am right now on this show for a professional work meeting. But you are still unable to fake it, like, just for ten seconds here. She can't be pantsless. She's a, hol- it's a full body hologram. They'd see her cooter. She... <laughs> I don't think she wears pants. This is... This is just my aside. I don't. Oh I don't think the Archon has pants on. I think her little blue cooter's right. out. But you know what? Enough about that gash. Let's talk about the gash that was in her chest. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, speaking of that gash, not the other one. Like she, <laughs> she lost her sigil, and then the Winter Queen goes into this very heated discussion about what sigils are. She implies that. All of the Eternal Ones were given them. We don't know by who. It's kind of maybe implied that it's the first ones. Like the ones who created this area and gave all of them their power. But we don't really know anything about them. That's just me like inferring. The only thing I know about sigils, and it's really unfortunate, is I think we're shown multiple times. It's just like a circular symbol. Almost like it's a... It's a temple medallion from Ocarina of Time. That's really sad because I thought it was like things they had, like a necklace or a staff that like represent their sigils. But no, it's literally like, you've wounded me. My magic circle is going to fly out now and you can put it in your bag. I kind of do like this system only because sitting on my wall right here are the BlizzCon... Uh, no, sorry. The Shadowlands Deluxe <laughs> Edition. You were like, I want my merch in the game, please. Well, yeah, I, I, I have my 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 pin set of the Covenant symbols displayed on my wall, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, those are the sigils. And so, but which obviously for me was only really had a Night Fae. I see that like that Night Fae Ardenwood symbol on my map, and I'm like, oh, that's my symbol for Ardenwield. And I'm like, oh, it's a symbol because it's the key. They're all the keys. Not that we've seen like them use these sigils. 
Yeah, but oh, it also this cutscene also officially confirmed to us, which is something we like discussed and debated about on an earlier episode that Denathrius Daddy D did in fact give his sigil to the jailer. Like that was what was said by Renathal. He's a real fucking traitor out here. <laughs> this fucking bitch. And then um Draka chimed in and said that they still do not know the whereabouts of the Meldraxis sigil. So it appears that that's the one that the jailer is still looking for. I really, really <sighs> love this because it went from like, I am the Ethereal Winter Queen. And then they went to, I am the the voice, magical voice of the Kyrian people. And then it's like, hey, I think the keys over here. And it's like, oh, that voice, like the voice comparison was just so weird. <laughs> yeah, like they definitely, but I, I'd say both Renathal and Draka felt a little out of place here. <laughs> I mean, Draka will always, or not always, that's unfair, but, like, she just seems weird because everyone's like, oh, we're, I mean, you figure Carastria, the Archon, and the Winter Queen, they're like, we're the OGs, and Renathal's like, I am a clone of the first one, and Draka's just some lady. She's like, I'm the person who decided to get on the hollow deck today. <laughs> But what about the Wookiees? What about the Wookiees, huh? You, you could get Arcadia Moa tomorrow. I don't know. We just need <laughs> someone on the hollow deck. It doesn't say who. They fucking put, like, uh, Abomination on there one week, and they're just like, oh, my God, who the fuck with this guy on here? Like He's, like, rambling about shit. Like They're like, but he has a funny hat. He just farting. <laughs> okay, shall we go into the next cutscene? Okay, is it the yes. one that I'm mad about? Is it the one that pissed me off? Is it so the, is the, the next one? one? Yeah, the next one is an Anduin-themed cutscene in Ardenweald. And, like, this is also mind-blowing to us. Like, I shared this in our chat earlier before this uh, recording, and both Aaron and I were like, did we know that this was happening? Because I don't think we did. I'm sorry. This is <laughs> this is one that suffers from being an in-progress, because there's no background music, which I assume will be there to heighten the thing. It's just Jaina being like, Anduin! And he doesn't say anything, and she goes, <laughs> come back! Come back to us. And then whoever is with her is like, he'll come back. And he soundlessly walks away into a portal. But And then, okay, it's not only that, it's like, can we not put an air tag on Anduin? How can you not detect these malevolent energies walking across the plains, taking shit? And not only does he take shit, he goes to my fucking Covenant Sanctum Hall, walks up to my tree of, oh God, it's like heart, my heart of the forest. Aaron, you probably don't know this, but the heart of the forest is is upgraded, and it's been upgraded consistently over these past six months. Where the Winter Queen comes down, and she's like, "I will infuse my power into the heart of the forest," and it changes how my sanctum looks. It makes that middle part. It's it's very uh very nightborn. It it makes the middle part get bigger and more things glow off of it. Is I this finally- based on the story? Yes, yeah, it's based on the company. I shot campaign. through that in a weekend, so probably I didn't appreciate its change. It's like, well, how yeah. beautiful is this champion? And I was just like, speed it up, speed it up. We got like, 20 more of these to do today. Like, it took forever for that shit to get, like, maxed out. And he fucking strolls in, which, by the way, do you, there, you guys have been in there. There's so many people standing around. Uh, Ysera's there. Uh, Shand- Chandris is there. Um, my whole fucking, my whole 
adventurer table is there. Corrin is there. Every single magical fairy is there. And they just let him take it. (laughs) Sprinkle tinkle. Every single one of them is just like, (laughs) I I mean, it's Anduin. What am I going to do? Yeah, and like also fucking every single night warrior that's ever existed is there. But like, oh, okay, whatever. The two gay deer. Yeah, the two gay deer. And also... Uh, probably like what forty percent of the alliance are in there, and 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 the horde. Forty percent of the classes <laughs> are just like they're like every single mage, <laughs> every single druid, every single. <laughs> and they're just like, let him in. What's he doing? Let's see. Let's let, let's let it play out. Okay, so like the thing is, we don't like know where this cutscene exactly fits in, but and like it obviously it's not built out yet, and there's a giant X through it, but like it. it like, you see Jaina and Bolvar, like, behind this, like, moss warm barrier. They're, like, their hand on this really low-res barrier. And they're just like, Anduin! No! Stop! <laughs> what if somebody pulled the fire alarm and everybody had to evacuate the sanctum? <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle Tinkle was like, come on, guys, we practice this. Everyone go out that big knot. <laughs> We just had a fire drill last night. We're we know what we need to do. <laughs> sweet sweet tooth is over there. Okay, everyone, do you have your accountability, buddy? We're gonna count one, two. Where's Jaina? Where's Jaina? The Winter Queen literally lives upstairs. She's literally upstairs above the part that he sucks out of. Like this is nuts. Also, okay, so the big thing about this cinematic is that the thing that Anduin sucks out of the heart of the forest is the sigil. It's like, is the Winter Queen powering it up by putting her sigil in there? I feel like that's very dangerous, girl. Like, what are you doing? It is a very bold move when you're under dress attack, but she also probably, she's like, I didn't think anybody would pull the fire alarm. We haven't pulled that in a millennia. Like, I didn't think it even worked anymore. <laughs> it has been mossed over for millennia. <laughs> The, the the red fire alarm box. <laughs> She's like, honestly, that's on me. I stopped going to the fire drills because it's been so long since we actually had a fire. LOL. Laugh out loud. Which you think would not be the case because every fucking thing says fire mages need to live there. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty big. It's it, it, the, He just casually gets a sigil. And I like that they did it in a way that wasn't just being like, I'm going to stab the Winter Queen now and she'll live and I'll take it. You know, it was a different way of doing it that I think is a little more unique. But again, it is a little bit goofy. But we have one last big cutscene to discuss before the end of the show. And it is a Helia themed one. I'm, Hell yeah. I love slash laughed the most at this one because of how short it felt and how awkward it was with no music. Which, again, it's in progress. Like, you know, they're working on it. It's just really funny watching it. So it seems like this is thrown in in the middle of when like, the player character is questing in Corthia, maybe, and you are with Odin's Valkyr. You are specifically seems... with Danica Patrick from Sega All-Stars Racing. Shout out to Danica my girl, Patrick Danica. Unlocked. She supported me through my Brody Cafe chemistry test failure, and I will always have her back. I'm so glad she didn't die by the end of that cutscene. I thought the same fucking thing aired. I'm like, Danica, my girl. But sadly, all of Danica's friends perished. And by when I say her friends, Danica is one of Odin's uh, chosen Valkyr who were sent into the Maw for a reason that we don't really know. 
and all of them but Danica died at the hands of Helia and the Mossworn. I feel like they're always killing the fucking Valkyr, so at this point, they're fucking used to it. But it is interesting that it's like, it's Valkyr on Valkyr action. Like, Helia is supposed to be the, she is the prime Valkyr. She is Valkyr number one. And for a Valkyr to, like, publicly turn against her, just it just feels, it feels big. Even though, obviously, like, they've been fighting for a while. We haven't really seen this. Or have we? In Stormheim, actually, Stormheim, the big lady. What's her name? A girl who's like, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Uh, are you nervous, Herja? No, just excited. Because did Herja have a direct interaction with Helia? Or did they never actually, like, meet on screen for us? I don't... Helia never manifested herself in the real world. She was just in Helheim, and then we went into her zone when we did the Maw of Souls. That's so interesting. But anyways, I feel like the most interesting part of this is at the end of the cinematic, Helia basically sucks the soul out of one of the dying Valkyr of Odin and puts it into one of the dead Sylvanas Valkyr. And brings it back to life? Question mark. Just what Sylvanas apologists need—a a reason for her to have more ways to yeah. fucking live. <laughs> but, but Blizzard was like, as they were casually writing the story, they're like, and a big rock will fall on her. And then they checked their how many lives does she have board, and they saw that was the last one. They're like, oh fuck! And Ian's like, <laughs> you just give her another one. We just got to scoot her past. Just <laughs> enter in no clip and get her past this cutscene. No clip, just flying through it. And like the thing is, I wonder if this has to do with so in in the next raid, we face an encounter called the Nine, which is us against the nine Sylvanas Valkyr. And I'm like, all but three of them are dead at this point, right? I mean, guess maybe four after this I resurrection all of are but one. I thought she was on her literal last one. I thought she was two, but there's so many like Valkyr deaths that I've kind of lost track at this point. I honestly stopped counting. I just read somewhere that it was three, but like I, that could be wrong. So whatever. I do not count this. So don't clock me. I'm being wrong on this. But basically what I was going to say is, do you think that like the reason why we're able to face the nine and they're like named as the nine that have previously died for her or the ones that we have seen associated with her. So in this encounter, are they actual actually her Valkyr that were like brought back to life through like Helia magic or are they just weird illusions of the past ones? I could see I it mean, being either, but because from the Shadowlands and things are dying and being reanimated, I could see them taking life essence and repowering up the collected corpses of her nine Valkyr. Because you know Helia has a fucking way to escape death. So the she got her Valkyr around the same time that she canonically hung out with the Jailer. So it makes sense... For me, if every time a light blue Valkyr died, they turned into a dark blue, more moss-worn one. So yeah, if she just runs out of all of her lives, then it'd be like, we are her nine lives. And then it would make sense if if you got rid of all nine of them, that the the end of the Sylvanas fight might be the end of her life. What if instead... She actually only had two Valkyr that were alive. And she was like, how can I complete the nine? And she's like, I know the seven. Hate rel, anger rel, seed rel. <laughs> she goes, I, oh my need, God. I need a collection that are known for not dying. And then they're like, 
That's not us. <laughs> we, we come at them one at a time and die really easy. She goes, I'm pressed for time. Cedral, can you fly? No. Okay, you'll be one of the first ones. She, she takes one look at Hate Rail and like, really? Hate Rail? That's your name? Never mind. Mean Rail? You had decades to come up with your name and you came up with Mean Rail? <laughs> Dope Rail. I guess you can stay. Can we also talk about the accent that the that Danica Patrick had? Now, the Valkyrie do have these weird... Uh, what accent are their voices? They're like uh, it's like Scandinavian because they're supposed to be yeah, Viking, so it's like it's vaguely hang- Norse, I guess. Dinger dinger, we're all like, you can't stop us, hail ya! But Danica's was like hers was weird, right? Was was that just me? Listen, there's a giant X through it. Assume that I, the X is through audio too. This is the voice voice actress's first take. Don't worry what about it. What if they're it? waiting for like actual Danica Patrick to come into the studio and, and record these lines? She's too busy. Sonic's announcing a new game in two days. By the time you're hearing this, it's already been announced. It's Sega All-Stars Racing 2 featuring Danica Patrick. I would honestly love that. I'm not even kidding. It was a very good racing game. I love that racing game. Anyways, things are wacky (laughs) and silly in the world of the Shadowlands. Well, I reckon it's about time to head into the end of the show. So I'm going to pull the top two bottom boo or medium moot of the week. Ooh. Aaron, do you want to start it off? You know what? I think I will. And my top toot of the week is that on this last go through on Castle Nathra, not only did we get a full clear on my girl booty ATW, but she also got the chest piece that's like the coolest thing that's in the game right now. That's fucking dope. I love that they keep hyping our man up. They it, it's got like a like neck protector thing. It's got fur around the collar. It just looks so cool. Fucking Ash has had it for like five months, and I'm always like, when? When is my time? And finally it is my time. A uh, toot toot to that. Slide, what is your TTBBMM? I'm going to give my top two to that 16 in time. Our crew mysteriously got done in time. I say mysteriously, but like, it wasn't mysterious. It was a nail biter, and it felt good. It's the power of Pablo. (laughs) Yes, the power of Pablo compelled us. But it was also (laughs) funny because, like, we cleared this just barely in time. It was like sub one minute left, and our tank, Misal, even had to leave the dungeon. He's like... Oh, I gotta change a talent real fast. So yeah. he literally ran out of the dungeon for like thirty-five seconds, which is like all the that—that's a humongous chunk of time and a plus sixteen. But honestly, the power of Pablo, Windwalker Monk has crazy AOE. He was destroying packs. Uh, I was gonna say I was there too, and I got like those stoneborns down because I was the only Venthyr, so my DPS actually looked kind of decent that 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 dungeon. It just felt really, really good, and that because like the timer was so narrow, and we were all watching it like biting our nails, but nobody was saying anything. <laughs> and after it finished, Myth was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, that was some exciting shit. What about you, Amin? T T B B M M. 
Well, I got myself a top two this week as well. So triple, triple two, triple two. And okay, so <laughs> this is just funny because like immediately after we named Rendell the the, hom- the homie Rendell our sexiest NPC last week, we got news that he is getting another cosmetic upgrade next patch. He's getting some sexy specs. Yeah, boy. So I just want to give my top two in honor of the homie Rendell. Continuing his upward grind. He's just flexing on all of us at any given point, And I just love that shit. He's a rich bitch and he's not afraid to show it. You know, we saw him get that gold and now he's just flaunting it. He's spending it on some sexy shades. He's got a lot to show off. All right, but with that, we are out of here. If you guys have any comments, questions, complaints, if you want to leave us a review, leave it on iTunes. You can leave it on Spotify. No, sorry. Give us a thumbs up on Spotify. Follow us. If you really want to, I guess you can leave it on Warcraft Radio. You can send us a Twitter tweet at do not relent pod, or you can send us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com. What about you guys? Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can follow me on Twitch at Immunization DNR, where I stream on Monday nights, Friday nights, and Sunday afternoons. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. You can read our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. By the way, shout out to Adorno. He told me that he was actively reading them, and I was like, wow. Sometimes even I don't actively read them as I write them. I was but- gonna say, like, I feel like maybe like once every three months I go on and like, yeah, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, yeah, he's still doing it, I guess. But you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. By the time you're hearing this, maybe there will be a treat for you. Fuck, I forgot. I wanted to do this a lot earlier, but you guys got to watch Bricko stream on Twitch. I love watching his streams. It's so funny. He's drunk. I'm drunk. I mean, I'm not on the stream, but I'm in the chat drunk. <laughs> it's uh, Bricko with two C's, B-R-I-C-C-O-T-T-F. His streams are so fun, and he's so fucking nice. He loves when anybody comes in and says anything. He's so accommodating. He streams classic for the most part. Actually, for the all part, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was hanging out in his stream, too. I mean, yeah, I, like, I barely ever play classic, but... It was a fun time. It's been great. And remember... Another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.